You're not gonna sing, are you? You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line. I'm learning a lot. Yeah, this. this is your kryptonite, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's saying he's taking like notes. <laughs> when the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune and we'll haul me back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing. So, so parenting, what do we think? <laughs> how, how much whiskey do you need to parent well? Right. Oh my gosh. Zero. <laughs> oh, okay. that's right. Right? That's right. Is that what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. That is what <sighs> Okay, Toby Keith. Yeah. Was it today? Was it yesterday? Yeah, he, di- he died. Mm-hmm. He had stomach cancer, probably oh. from all the... Beer, beer that yeah. is feeding the horses and himself. I mean, and the whiskey. But Toby Keith, mm-hmm. this is a this is a, a a real fact. Toby Keith was the first country artist. Yes. Not the that first I country remember, artist that, that I remember. <laughs> okay. Knowing yes. and and singing the songs to like yeah, in yeah. my it was like deep roots. JT, make sure, did, did he die from stomach cancer? Is that correct? Country star, yep, battling stomach cancer, February 5th, 2024, Aww. two days ago. Two days ago. Okay, yeah. so I said today, but it's two days ago. Yep. <sighs> Him and Alan Jackson were like my country startups. Yeah, I mean, from Texas, like country, that was... Yeah. What's so crazy is you recently bought a truck and nobody believes. They're like, oh my gosh, you're yeah. not the truck kind of person. I didn't. I, I don't know, know what that like, means. I know. I don't know either. It's like, well, maybe like the blonde hair, the pearls, the Tesla. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't fit the picture of a Chevy High Country. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't see what kind of mold is the, is culture trying to put me in? No. Cause it, it seems like you're trying to do the same exact thing. There are stereotypes thing. that are real though. They happen like, like because who's? of reasons. Like what stereotypes, babe? Like, Careful with your words. <laughs> People that own trucks that have big trucks are usually like more country looking. You don't have a Which, country look. <clears throat> Like dirty boots and like you're never putting any kind of dirt in the back of your truck. Well, speaking of <laughs> speaking of the country look, yeah, um, this will be a nice little segue into <laughs> our family. Does it look like the normal family? Okay, right? Do you see how I did that? Because mm-hmm. today, I think it does actually look like the normal family. Most people don't know. <laughs> Dude, what kind of coffee I is this? I they made it like... Dude, I just got you guys black coffee. <laughs> Never again. I promise. I swear. No. I see you drink a cup of black coffee every no, day. No, I never drink black coffee. No. no. What do you it's get? It's always you creamer. Get? It's 70% coffee, 30% creamer. Easy. Really? I'm talking that. a... No. 70% creamer, 30% yes. coffee. Yes. That is crazy. He drinks coffee flavored creamer. Well, hey, so it looks better. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looks better in the clear mug if it's. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah, I don't drink right. coffee at all. I'm going to do it, though. Because Maybe. last time, this pod was a hit. That's right. And everyone <laughs> tested it to being because of this coffee. Okay. Yep. Well, it had 300 milligrams of caffeine in it last time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're talking. Very heavily about 
um, single parenting. Yeah. Because that so that was a part of your. Tell us about it, Tim. What was single? What is single parenting like for you? (laughs) Single parenting for me, I you know I've been doing it for the last eight years, and um, okay, it has been a journey. (laughs) Um, No, and then and then uh, us being a blended blended family. Yeah. And we'll talk probably talk a little bit of what it was like me becoming a a parent and a husband at the same time. Right. I think we alluded to it last time where I alluded to it. You mean you asked how does that math work when you alluded yeah. to it? Well, you know, I had talked about um uh uh my brain stopped. I don't know what I said last time. Okay. So well, let's first put a disclaimer on this, just like right here. In okay. Front of that. We're not experts. None of any of these podcasts are going to be us giving advice or we maybe were advice like we know anything. We were practicing this episode, which we're going to learn really quickly not to do that, that we just need to do it in real life. I don't, I disagree. I know, but we were practicing it and it's again on air therapy. Okay. It yes. really is. That might be the thing. Uh, well, Parent podcast mm-hmm. on air therapy. Yeah, because even as we were talking about it, we started talking through things. And we were like, oh, this is kind of like a therapy session in and of itself yeah, right Yeah, like you had never told me some things. Really? Yeah. You were like bawling. I wasn't bawling. Yes, I and I was making up. jokes <laughs> so that the bawling would stop. <laughs> that was normal, yes. And we're talking, we, that's, that's what we're going to talk about. Right. Why I do that. Okay. Because I don't know how to cope well. So the point of this podcast is not to give advice, is not to do all those things, but to really just tell what? stories. Stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the midst of the stories, maybe help somebody out just by hearing a story that you're like, oh, you know what? That makes me feel a little more sane. Okay, so a story that I would love to hear, and I think the audience would love to hear the okay. the four people. Can can you let us know how many have watched so far? <laughs> the four <Yes>. people. The, <laughs> The four people that have tuned in um, is what was it? What was life like before you married me? Um, what was life like, like yeah. in, in in parenting? I mean, I had been a single mom for about six years, I think, whenever we had met, um, and so single parenthood um, for anybody that's going through it, man, that is that's not an easy thing. And so, but it, it was a lot of different things. I think I, I was focused on work. I was focused on raising Brody and being a single parent. It was, you know, you brought a lot of color and life to my life for sure. Um, whoa, 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 before we get into me, <laughs> um, I just want, let's just keep talking about what it was like before me. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It really wasn't. Yeah. It was um, life... But it wasn't as full, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a difficult thing to be the person that there's only one parent in the home and you are having to be both the father and the mother for, which I don't really believe that you can be both, but you just try your best to do the best you can. Um, and to be in this home of like, I was going to school, I was trying to finish my degree, I had a couple of jobs, um, and trying to raise this little boy to be a great man of God, too, at the same time. So it looked very, uh, not a lot of time. It was very, very busy. It was my life. Very, 
Very busy. Well, that hasn't changed. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> that hasn't changed. But I do say oftentimes there was there is and so far has still yet to be. I'm not saying that there couldn't be something that becomes more difficult, but nothing in my life so far has been more difficult than being a single parent. Like the the That was the hardest thing that you've been through so far. Yeah, for sure. Like by miles. By miles. The mental strain that it takes on you even like the physicalness yeah i'm just as busy now my the physical busyness of my life has even increased i would say but the weight that you carry as a parent to think like to do all things and not to have another person to share that weight with there's a reason why it wasn't meant to be that way yeah so when i met you it was as if you would have lived and i I did not come up with this wording. Obviously, someone close to us came up with this wording, but it was, it gave me great language to go, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. It was as if when I met you, it was as if you had lived so many lives already. Yeah. And, you know, people would call it maturity or wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a lot of wisdom in. It didn't feel like maturity or wisdom while you're going while I was going through it. That's for sure. Though. Yeah, but it, it really did feel as if like no, there was more to it. Uh, mm-hmm. We met at summer camp. Yes, we um, did. We brought our kids to the same campground. Yeah, our youth ministry to the same campground. I did mm-hmm. not want to go. I'm glad I went because the first day I met you on the first day, they brought all yep. the youth pastors up, and you were the only girl youth pastor. And yeah. I remember looking at Luke Peterson on the front row. He was uh, there, and I was like, "Dude, check the left finger. Check the, the check the left hand. Like, I need to know is she because she was yeah. right by me, but I couldn't see." And I'm like, "This woman, oh my god!" <laughs> and no, for real, because it was crazy. And then he was like, "There's nothing on her left hand." <laughs> Literally, I'm dead serious. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> happened. And and from then on, I I looked at Luke and I said. And Luke can attest to this. Luke can attest to this. I looked at him and said, this week is no longer about the kids. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This week is about me. (laughs) (laughs) So for the next week, like next five days. Yeah. um, uh, I just noticed we just ended up being around each other a lot. There wasn't an initial like you we didn't come you didn't come up and talk to me. We didn't have this like initial interaction. It was just like I kept finding I was like, "Oh, take, dude, are there you taking is. notes?" There oh, he yeah. is again. Take, JT needs to take notes cuz well, he's I, looking for a yeah. goal. <laughs> this is really kind of my uh my my I'm learning a lot. Yeah, this, this is your kryptonite, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's saying he's <laughs> taking like notes. I get to help this podcast, but I also received from it a lot. <laughs> take, take notes because literally within those four days at camp. Yeah, for the next four days. I would literally put myself in her path. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. not stalkish because we're at the same camp, like whatever. <laughs> it was just like, stockish. oh. <laughs> I'm going to take my lunch about and to, sit right here at this table beside I, you. I can tell you you need a drink of water. I'm going to go get a drink real quick, and then you're going to meet me over here and go to the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, There's only right. one way to the auditorium. I'll wait. Yeah, that was. So the very first time we talked was at the end of camp. There was the very last day of camp. It was camp that ends at like 10 a.m., which is really weird. But um, 
I was coming out of the dorm rooms and we were walking up this hill up to the sanctuary and um, he was just there. And we walked up together and I was like, oh, now we actually will get to talk because we didn't talk the whole week. And well, then, we, we had talked. It, no, we didn't have really. conversations, but well, no, because remember, like you came up in between the two dorms and there was this big group and oh, we well, see. Yes, talk as in like, memory. was that your kid that came and hit my kid? Like that kind of talking for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's <a> little moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it worked, bro. <laughs> yeah. But so quickly after that, so we had a conversation. It was like, it was 15 minutes long because I remember because when we walked in the auditorium, the countdown was on the screen. We talked. And I just remember thinking, man, that was a really great conversation that felt different, Mm. felt deeper, felt more mature. Just felt like, oh, this is a ministry. Like I could talk about God. I loved ministry. That's what I wanted to do with my whole life. And so um, quickly after that, I was like, oh, man, I hope I get to talk to him again. I went and sat down in my seat, and I had, like, notifications going off on my phone. Tim Summers started following you on Instagram. Tim Summers started following you on Twitter. Tim Summers added you as a friend on Facebook <laughs> all at the same time. But honestly, I was like, wow, that's really bold. I'm not at a place in my life where I want to play games, and he doesn't seem to care if he comes across strong and actually kind of like that because I'm not here to play games. So if he's interested, that's great. But I remember uh, following her on Instagram throughout the week because I did mm-hmm. that beforehand. And I was like, oh, she has a kid. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a kid. Yep. It's a it's a boy. Mm-hmm. It's a boy. <laughs> He's a grown boy. He He's was a grown seven, boy. He was seven at this point. Yeah, seven. And I was like, oh, maybe, oh, crud. Maybe mm-hmm. she is married, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. oh, she has a kid. You know, mm-hmm. she's she's married. Maybe yeah. she just wasn't wearing a ring. And I don't know how. No. Oh, he was eight. I think it was eight. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the the only reason why I knew or how I found out that you weren't married was justice mm-hmm. because I was like, I, I had a conversation with him, and obviously mm-hmm. uh, related at that related at that time was able to kind of give me a little inside scoop on on different things. And I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. So then finding out. Yeah, he was parent, doing un- undercover work. Yeah, I was doing some <laughs> undercover work during the week. Yeah. So then you find out that I have a kid. Uh, what goes on in your mind at that point? Well, it was pretty quick. Yeah. It wasn't like this big thing. It really wasn't. <clears throat> it was like, oh, wait. Yeah. Are you married? Okay, you're not. All right. Whoa, you got a kid and he's, he's seven years old. Mm-hmm. Can I handle that? And I don't even know how to answer it. So it was really quick. Like yeah. I didn't even actually know what that question actually meant. Right. Is what I mean. Right, right. So I was know. just like, nah, I, I don't care. Yeah. It, it don't matter. Like, you know, let's get to know each other. Right, right, right. Type. I do remember you saying, you were like, I realized though that this was not something I could step into lightly. Like if I was going to start talking to you, I needed Correct. To one, know that... I needed to be okay with, like... You came with the kid, which means I immediately would become a parent. And it just quickly, it snowballs into, oh, this is... I have to think about this a little more seriously. It's like I was dating you and Brody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just (laughs) that right there. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was a part of the... He was a part of the uh, engagement, Mm -hmm. like... It was like as much, 
as I wanted you to fall in love with me, I wanted him to as well. I wanted it to be kind of part of the process. You know yeah. what I mean? And Yeah. And I think I felt that too because as a single mom, as I'm navigating this life, and obviously I dated and while being a single mom, it was like, oh, when do I bring someone into his life? And when do I introduce him? It had to be when I knew that it was going to be serious. I didn't just, what was the thing that you were like, okay? Well, there wasn't a competition, I think, between... I didn't feel this competition that you that you needed to compete for me against Brody. I felt the you want Brody to fall in love with you just like you want me to. I felt that, even though maybe you never said that. I felt it, and so I was like, oh, okay, this is someone that I want to have in Brody's life. Obviously, amongst the list of other other things too. But so what? What, what did your family think when you told them? Or what was their reaction? Uh, my, oh man, you know how bad I am with memory. So I, I could exaggerate or could, mm-hmm. what's the opposite of exaggerate? Look that up. What's the opposite, <laughs> the opposite of exaggerate? Opposite, opposite of exaggerate. It d- disintegrate. 1,131 views on the last parent podcast. Oh, oh sick. So there's like a thousand people. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, you're going to have to get a little faster with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, what was the word again? I don't, <laughs> Opposite of exaggerate. Opposite of exaggerate. It's EX. Diminish. Diminish. That's what I would think. Guys, I'm going to have to get a little faster at this. Also, this Wi Fi is just not helping. Oh, solid. (laughs) Blame the Wi Fi on it. That all I'm getting is synonyms here. Yeah, we we want to go antonyms. Antonyms? Antonyms, yes. Antonyms. (laughs) This is it. This is the part of the podcast we really needed. (laughs) We needed this bad. Sorry, I'm trying not to cough, Maxwell. I, I think it's diminish. Diminish? We're going to go with diminish. Minimize. 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 There it is. Belittle. Belittle. Thank you. All right. Now, so you did it. I did we just got to eliminate gotta the gap. Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got to be quick. Quick on the spot, bro. Got to be quick on um, Okay. So I, I tend to exaggerate or minimize <laughs> um, stories. So my mom was like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. Wow, she seems amazing. Um, do you think you can handle being a dad? Yeah. Like, do you even know what that takes? Mm-hmm. And then my dad, I feel as if he, I don't even think it registered with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, eh, is this real? Kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Right. He was, he was kind of waiting until I... Asked for you to marry me. Yeah. Sort of deal. Mm-hmm. So it was well, a lot more of like that. Yeah, but the, that is the, the question, right? How do I become a parent when I'm still raising myself? That was, I think, one of the things that we've been Yeah, no, absolutely. Time. But even still today, like I still feel like I'm... I don't feel like I've learned much. <laughs> I don't feel like I've changed much. You've changed a lot. We both have changed a lot. Yeah, I've changed a lot. I've changed a lot. She she didn't say change. She said change. Sorry. (laughs) Maxwell is shaking his head yes. He knew then and he knows you now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Maxwell's been a part of his journey from the beginning. Yeah. He knew Mm pre-Rebecca, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I still, I don't know, I I love every part of it. Mm -hmm. There's been challenges struggles, whatever. Right. But like, 
it it has been one of the greatest um, just like parts of the journey mm-hmm. of my life that I've enjoyed so much mm-hmm. and has taught me, has forced me to like learn some things about yeah. myself or forced me to like handle some things on mm-hmm. my own or mm-hmm. whether it's my emotions it, or maybe what? Like address things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Address some things. And I think that's what you were, are really good at is having us address certain things even when it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you think of any of those uncomfortable moments within the eight years that we've been doing this together? Because now mm-hmm. we have parented Brody mm-hmm. together longer than you parented him by That's yourself. True. That's true. So this we, is now when we um, the and normal. When, and when we started dating, like we were long distance. Yep. So even what it meant to bring you into Brody's life looked very different. It wasn't like weekly you would be there for school pick. We would be able to kind of like figure out this Correct. life together. It was yeah. like, hey, once a month. That I'm traveling to see you, you're traveling to see me, and which is just hard just in general. Long-distance relationships, whew, not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. But especially when you're trying to navigate like this dating while having kids because you're not becoming co-parents, but you're also trying to figure out if you could become co-parents. It's a really weird space to be in, Yeah, for sure. What were some of those things that you felt like what were some of those moments that you remember that, all right, this is about to be really uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. I have to, we have to talk about it. I feel like you do that really well. I'm the guy that's like, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, uh, probably discipline is a, was a really big one, like discussing what discipline would look like because it, it is different coming from being a single parent and I have all the say over what it looks like to parent this child and what discipline looks like and I get to make all the decisions. But now if we truly are going to come in with this together and co-parent together, um, we have to discuss it. And what do you think discipline should look like and am I okay with you disciplining Brody and all of that. That was definitely one that was difficult to... Okay, but I feel like we... That was a kind of a one and done situation. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, we agreed that that was part of it oh, too. Though. It was, we, agreed we agreed a lot on mm, if okay. if you would have been like, hey, we never say no, we don't do timeouts, <laughs> we don't like it. Just it wasn't gonna work out. You Dude, know, we were talking I'm pretty about strict in my. I'm I'm pretty strict in my parenting. Yes. And and because we were just talking about this, your sister came over last night, and mm-hmm. we were talking about how schools used to give kids licks, yeah, right. And I was like, yeah, man, we need to bring that back. <laughs> When's the when did that stop? Find out what year that stopped when schools stopped giving kids licks. You know what licks are? You don't know. Freaking Gen spanking. Alpha. Yes. Spanking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With the ruler. Or yeah. whatever? I don't know. When I mean. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yes, let's do that. Because, so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we spank our kids in a nice way. There's yeah. no way. Um, what? There's no way. 1979? That's probably the- about right. Oh, really? When it stopped? Yeah. Okay. Because. Not in Texas, let me tell you right now. All right. 
Look in Texas. Hey, but but we know something can be appointed or mm. like said, but it takes years for it actually to change. Mm. Like we see that all throughout history. But mm. so yeah, that might have been nineteen. Wait, but what what is it though? What licks? Yeah, the the, the school could spank you. Oh okay okay. Yeah. Oh so I was right. Yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah yeah. You're right. I just liked how you said spanking. <laughs> just laughing. <laughs> Don't clip that. <laughs> Cut it, don't clip it. <laughs> Cut it, don't clip it. Cut it. <laughs> hey, you went across the line on that one. <laughs> um, it's, okay, but, but it's, easy, it's easier when we agree. So what, what about one where we disagree? So the discipline, like, mm-hmm. we kind of agreed yeah, yeah. on the way we would discipline and, and your role and my role versus that. But the roles weren't based off of, um, someone told me this the other day and I thought it was brilliant and I think, feel like we've led this way is that our roles weren't based off of gender mm-hmm. it was based off of gift mm-hmm. like giftings Yeah. so yeah. but when we agree mm-hmm. I'm like okay that's easy mm-hmm. got it what about when we disagreed I don't know you tell me what do you think we disagree on well can you think of anything I have something but Okay, yeah, but I'm. This, I need you to jog my memory. You know, I forget those things. I'm okay. Um, no, see, Larry, I, okay. I forgot. I got nothing. Um, we disagree on communication, how we communicate to the kids, how we talk to the kids. Okay, we disagreed on that. Explain. <laughs> Whenever we, I think we still disagree, but let's keep well, going. For sure, <laughs> this is a journey. Like I said, this is a journey. Okay. Um. I was very strong on I will not say something that's even dishonest to Brody. I'm not saying that you would say something dishonest, but you would like to tease, make jokes. Oh, okay. Kind of this like <clears throat> little critiques or little things where I was very, very hyper aware of how we talk to our kids. Yeah. And for you, that was much more loosely, like there wasn't a lot of param- there wasn't necessarily strong parameters that you felt needed to be around it whenever we first got together. Yeah, you're right, which I feel like I've gotten better at that. Um, but the teasing deal was a massive. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Like our fights were bad. Yeah, our fights were bad. But that was something that you had never grown up in. It, like your family was not like a, a teasing family. So we're using the word teasing very intentionally because it wasn't like, like playful is good. Yeah. Teasing can become pretty quickly, can, can become pretty bad. But I, like my family, oh my God, I mean, still to this day, we do. They're probably watching. And we know <laughs> we tease a lot. And, but, and it's really because we don't want to have the direct conversation of what we, Really think or feel about each you other? Think? Because I don't feel like you guys are shy away from having difficult conversations. You mm, think? Yeah, difficult conversations. It, but but like, we don't really want to get deep. Okay. We don't really want to get like to the source oh, gotcha. of something. Yeah, that is painful. Like we'll we'll confront, mm-hmm. but we don't want to mm-hmm. get to the deep deep source of it. So okay. we tease to kind of go like. Yeah, I said it, but I didn't have to really say it. Yes, correct. Like, <laughs> I'm even. Try, I'm, I don't even want to use an example because yeah, I'm, yeah. I felt like 
we've yeah I've kind of buried that tried to bury yeah. that but that comes yeah. up every once every now and again mm-hmm. um, but yes I I I it, and I think I've within my journey of parenting I've I've realized how much teasing has become my coping mechanism to like mm-hmm. I don't know to what have I said that before. But 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 as a coping mechanism, like comedy was a coping mm-hmm. mechanism to like not have to deal with certain things or not have to address yeah. certain things right. because I would feel as if that would provi- if I if I addressed it, I would realize how much that was actually not a good thing, mm-hmm. and so then I would remove it, and then oh gosh, that means I got to go deeper and find out what it really is. Yeah, that's real for all of us. I mean, that is real uncovering the things that we've maybe acquired through life to not have to deal with maybe some of the realness. Yeah. But but I always felt like there were parts of my family that I wanted to recreate and and have as like this is oh my gosh, I loved how I grew up. I loved a lot of pieces of my family. I was like if I could just take this and try to recreate it here. Uh-huh. But for me, the teasing was putting my kid in a place of like they don't know whether I'm whether I'm serious or not. Yeah. Now I'm putting it on them to decide yeah, at you're four right. or five years old. That's okay. When you said that to me, because that was about a couple years in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you said that to me, I went, ugh. Because we learned pretty quickly that like we can't let our kids do the hard, the hard work, mm-hmm. the hard job. Like yeah. we have to do the hard job as adults. Right. Or as parents. Yeah. To go like, Katie Faust says that in some of her books and teachings. And what does she talk about? Like, what was specific? Uh, well, she's like, it's, it's our job. So when our kids have, when it's this emotional breakdown or whatever, and we kind of put the weight on our kid to like, why don't you figure this out? Or we get angry and so we explode. And it's like, well, you shouldn't have made me yell. Correct. Correct. And, well, and yes. So yes. So we have to do the hard job as parents and as adults mm-hmm. to be like to control our tempers. Right. To 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 go to go and apologize to them mm-hmm. and go, I shouldn't have acted that way. And it not feel so that oh my gosh, that was something that I had no semblance of understanding. It like that was a big thing for me. Of like, because I would naturally be like, "Hey, you got to figure that out, mm-hmm. bro." I remember even telling Genesis because he would he he has a temper. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you got to figure this out, dude. Right. And when you had said that, mm-hmm. like, we do the hard work. I it started to change my perspective on oh, okay, there's some things I'm gonna have to get in order and right. get in line, right, right, and not just pawn off to my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to have to. It's too hard for me to deal with my own temper and my own dysfunction that I have. So, but you figure it out. Correct. Like you don't make me angry. You don't make me explode. Now, do they still make me angry and make me yell? And at different times, I'm like, oh my, because of their actions, I respond this way. Yes, but I can't say you made me because I can only control my actions. Yeah. So like, okay, you may have done this. How can I continue? Holly said it one time. She's like, the best way to help your kid with their insecurity is to deal with your own. And I think sometimes in parenting, we can have a fear that if we don't just toughen them up, like they got to be tough for this world because the world is going to knock them down and we got to make them tough. But I'm like, 
is that my job for my kid to be so tough and afraid of me or like unsure about me? I really want my kid, the toughest person is not an insecure person. It's Mm -hmm. an emotionally stable person. Okay, so emotions. Let's talk about emotions because I remember when Genesis, because that was the thing with with Brody. He was like eight, boom, going into the preteen stage. I didn't know anything about babies to to -hmm. the preteen, right? Right. So, uh, which look at when actually preteen starts. I should know this as a next gen pastor. I think it's ten, but see if it's eight. Um, But but. we quickly realized that Genesis was very emotional. Mm-hmm. And then he knew how to explain his emotions. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I think we did well mm-hmm. was go, like, to, to, like, foster that. Yeah. We wanted him to, like, we wanted to foster, hey, yeah, keep explaining mm-hmm. um, and understanding your emotions. Talk it out loud come to us with it and be okay rather than bro you got to you got to freaking toughen up you're a man mm-hmm. let's go boy <laughs> you know suppress it yeah. <laughs> get it down and then that that's where yeah. masculinity becomes toxic masculinity yeah, yeah yeah right and i'm not talking about you know Irwin McManus talks about toxic masculinity versus feminine masculinity mm. and i'm not talking about that but i'm yeah. talking about be, the healthy yes, masculinity where, dude, I want my son to be able to understand when he's angry mm-hmm. and go, I am very aware yep. of this anger that is rising up. I need to do something before I lash out. Right. Right? Yes, for sure. Well, what did he say? You have, when you made him mad one time, he goes, Oh, you, you have emptied my heart of all of its love. He was four years old. That's what Genesis told me one time. He, he expresses. So what I was going to say is like we say that Genesis is extremely emotional, but I think all kids are extremely emotional. True. Just some are verbal, verbally like, um, I don't know, that's the gifting cognitive, of theirs yeah. or cognitive of it to where they can communicate their emotions, whereas others, like Lainey, <clears throat> he is also very emotional, but he doesn't know how to talk about it, so it results in him just screaming or lashing out or... <laughs> Or like hitting literally, the lawn. He has this vein right here, Lainey, <laughs> that his neck tenses up and he has this vein. And so, but it's all bottled up. And so, so with, Jen, with Lainey, part of our role as parents is to foster and try to create these avenues of like talking about it and getting it through with also discipline. Of, there's also discipline. You don't get to just react however you want because you feel a certain way. Like we are not super like, Okay, let's just sit down and talk. The gentle parenting, that has caused a lot of like guilt and shame, I think, in my life. Because I, I try, I'm trying to do it in some ways, but then in other ways, like, I, I need to discipline you in maybe a different way right now. But for Genesis, he's so vocal that his emotions, whenever he's emotional, it's like he can come across as extremely emotional, but really he just knows how to communicate it. So when I'm getting mad, he will go up and he'll draw. He's a very artistic person too. He draws pictures of the scene that just happened that caused all of this emotion. Mom's come. eyebrows are like yes, this. My eyebrows. We have our friends. That Red we, steam. Some of our friends we talk to, they're just always just like the eyebrows on the pictures that he draws. And so. What's preteen? It says nine to 11 or 12. Nine. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. Look, there it is. He was right there. He was right there. 
But then Genesis, yeah, you've emptied my heart of all of its love. And and Lainey's at the stage where we're just trying to teach him how to breathe. Yes. Like, bro, breathe. Breathe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when he's angry, we're like, yo, yes. calm down. Uh-huh. Yep. But he doesn't have those verbal cues yet. He didn't know how to say it. He's three. Yep. Three, yeah. And Brody, he's much more of a stuffer of emotions, which is actually, it feels like easier when you're parenting, but it's more difficult when you're training and developing a child because you don't really know what they're thinking. Correct. Brody is like the magician hat when you pull out that those colorful uh-huh. little ribbons and it just keeps going and going and going. Once you grab one and pull it out, it's like, oh no, here it goes. And you're just mm-hmm. trying, you're getting all these emotions and thoughts. And you're like, bro, you've been thinking this? You've been feeling this? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I feel like we're always constantly having to gear switch. I mm-hmm. struggle with that where I'm like, oh good Lord, we're just talking about emotions all day. So I'm like, I can, you know, <laughs> I like how to take deep breaths, man. I gotta, <laughs> yeah, so that's I gotta, I gotta you got Tim this breathe. one, breathe, And Tim's like, it's <laughs> where Lainey gets it. But that's where sometimes I'll be like, hey, you know, that is something you kind of have to, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, I guess I would, for lack of a better term, be like, all right, so what do you think you should do with that? Like I could, him being 17, now yeah. it's like, okay, well, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. I want to help you, but now me helping you is, is coaching you, and yeah. I'm on the sideline yeah. kind of deal. Yes. Right? Yes. As opposed to like Lainey is the disciplining, mm-hmm. and then Genesis, that age, is like teaching. Right. I'm l- literally walking alongside you, doing it with you. Well, you know the... I don't know if you have kids that play sports where when they're like three and four, sometimes the coach is actually out on the field or Correct. on the court and they'll Correct. like stop a play and they'll be like, okay, we'll give this back to them. And that's a lot of what parenting is in the earlier years, but years, but then truly as they get older, you become the coach that's on the sidelines. You're like, I don't get to play this game for you. All I can hope is that for the years that we've trained together, mm-hmm. That you'll go out there and you're going to make mistakes and you're not going to remember all the things that we've talked about before, but I still get to be a voice in your life that every once in a while we take, need to take a time out. And for us, that happens in our room. It'll be like the end of the night and Brody will just come in our room and it's the sweetest thing. So just well, come. Well, okay, so night. hold that, hold that, hold okay, that thought because okay. I like that. But the, mm-hmm. how we get to our room is very interesting. Our friends say, mm-hmm. um, they go, Something's happening, you know, downstairs, and they're like, "Nope." They look at each other, and they're like, "Nope, we don't deserve this." <laughs> we don't deserve. <laughs> and they I love walk, so much. and they just walk into their room, and their kids are like, "Wait, what's going on? Has your parents ever done this before?" Like, look at each other and go, "Nope, we don't deserve this." Walk up the stairs, and then they're like, "Wait." Where are they? Right, because what's happening? Like, I've already given you the tools. Now you're just lashing out at me. You're not being patient. You know what you're supposed to do. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and experience this. I'm going to go sit in peace in my room for a second because so, we all need that. And we started doing this. We've done it a couple of times. Yeah. Once we heard that story, we were like, that's brilliant. <laughs> it's like when it just gets crazy because our house is chaotic. Mm-hmm, it you is. grew up with six. Mm-hmm. I grew up with one. 
How many siblings? One sibling. How many siblings did you have? Just oh. one. Mm-hmm. Were you the oldest or youngest? Oldest. I had two older half siblings, but they didn't. We, they didn't live with us. So okay. It was just me and my little sister. So I mean, our life was chaotic, mm-hmm. or, or our life is chaotic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Four kids, and you're like. <clears throat> That five, we talked about this last time, that five to seven is crazy. Well, and it's hard because Milan is not at the age where we can just leave her either because Lainey might (laughs) might hurt her. And so he really would. would. The other day he was telling her that she was his best friend and then immediately afterwards he took a blanket and just like put it over her face. And I was like, oh my God. No, guys, y'all need to pray for him. (laughs) Let's pray for Lainey. No, for real. But he was just out of like, oh, I thought I was playing. So Milan, so we can't just- I think we need to stop and- Pray. Leave the God Jesus Laney. Just meet him right now where he's at with his veggie straws and just speak to him. Get the demon out of him, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Um well, anyway, so that's Latin how we get to our series. room a lot of times Sometimes. now. Where we're yeah, like, yeah. Nope. But we have to take Milan with us or we'll yeah, like we put her in a room or we'll set like Okay, okay. so Brody Brody gets in the room then. Yeah, but he does that whether we do that or not. Like yes, he correct. just comes in our room and he'll just be like We'll be reading or something. We're like, hey, bro. It's like, hey, what's going on? Nothing. But, and here's the deal. I know when you're hearing this, you're like, I wish my kid would do that. I know what you're thinking. Mm-mm. Guys, I'm telling you right now, this is the product of this woman's parenting Aww. within the, fir- the first eight years. That. I'm telling you, this kid... You know, as much as you were strict and had the whatever, right, the disciplines and all that, I have always been shocked by, like, Brody's innate ability to be not like most teenagers, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, he is not yeah, the yeah. – he, he is a, um, an anomaly. He really is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot because of – the way you parented in the and what he's been through, mm-hmm. right? And the yeah, and yeah. the thing that you know God has put on on his life for sure. I mean, it was very intentional, but like I, so had to pray I still all get the time, sh- God, please. I'm still in shock. I'm like, you want him to come talk to us in our yeah. rooms? Like he does it on his own. 17 years of age. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I never did that. I know. I love. I don't know if it's because we're so close in age or what, yeah. but there is part of it it's too. True. He'll come in. There's. Either girls he's talking to or things that he's going through, and he'll probably hate them saying this, but he'll he'll be like, "Can you guys?" He's like, "She said this. What do I say?" And we have a little power. We're like, "All right, pull the covers. Okay, sit down. This is yes. He's like, or he'll be like, "This is what I was gonna say," and we're both like, "Do not say that." Like, <laughs> no. this is why you live in an age where everything is recorded now, and you have like, you can't say that. Don't dude. say that. It's a little too strong or a little too this. Like, you or know, do you really like, think that? Yeah. So I love that he that he comes in and like seeks our advice. But sometimes, you know how much easier it would be because we're tired, had a really long day. Sometimes it's like ten o'clock at night, and this is where we have this. to do the hard work. Yep, where where it would be easy to just be like, "All right, good night, bro. Thank you for doing the dishes or whatever. We love you." And he would turn around and walk out and be like, "Love you guys too." And we would just learn though that we're like, "What's going on? Nothing." Okay, you feeling good? You talking to any girls? No, not right now. And we have to dig. Oh, we have to dig. 
It's like 18 questions with this boy. <laughs> we have to dig while Genesis is still yelling in his room about things that he still wants to do. We're like, we already talked about that. Okay, it's not your turn anymore. <laughs> it's not Brody's turn to talk. Um, and we're just having to dig. And then all of a sudden, I don't even, I don't remember what it was the other night, but we just dug for a little bit and it came out that he was like, I'm feeling a little insecure about like what I'm going to do with my life and the path that I'm on and what I want to do for work and am I passionate about it and all these little things. But for the first seven minutes, it was, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Not really anything. And so then I have to get better at questions because that's the hard thing is to come up with something other than just, how are you? What's going on? And And then for me, it was... I, I need to sit in this moment. Mm-hmm. This is going to be 25 minutes. Yeah. Be okay with it. Yeah. It's not going to be a five-minute deal. Well, it's hard because you have your movie you want to watch or the book that you're trying to read, and you're like, Yeah, I mean, oh. it's not, well, I'm probably more studying scripture than anything, well, but, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes. No, yeah, that's true. What are some of those questions that we've been like, uh, where we just have to ask something different to try to get, I'm like, okay, this didn't get anywhere. I'm like, what are you thinking right now? You're thinking something. Just what are your thoughts? Yeah. Because sometimes that's, that's all I need to know. I just want to know your thoughts. Because when I ask you a question, it's more like, how are you, did, what do you think about work? They don't know what they think of. They don't know what it is they think about that. But I know I have a thought. I don't know. I what am I thinking? No, my, my brain's just telling me, like, I'm just, I'm kind of dumb. I think I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be something as small as that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, okay. Which ultimately we know as parents is really big. Yeah. Right? Yes. Well, I think when we would ask questions, we would have to redefine a lot of things. I'll speak to myself. I had to redefine a lot of what I thought this was going to be. Okay. So when we got married, I felt <laughs> as if, Everything was going to line up and fall yeah. within my schedule or my... Mm-hmm. I just get added to your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think within the first week, I knew, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. But then within the next year, it was like actually having to walk that out. Yeah. Killing ego, mm-hmm. killing pride. Mm-hmm. Selfish, just realizing how selfish I We had a very I, difficult I first six months of marriage. Yeah, it was the hardest. That was the hardest. Mm-hmm. We say that's the, that was the hardest. When people talk about like the honeymoon phase and all of that, it's like I feel like we're more in the honeymoon phase now than we were in the first six months for sure. And that was hard to even reconcile because I was like, oh, my gosh, everybody talks about how this is the most – the light time in your marriage where you're just having fun and it's honeymoon. And I was like, that is not what we're experiencing. We're more so experiencing like, did we do the right thing? Both of us at times looked at each other. And that's where the whole part of like marriage is hard work came in at the beginning. But I think part of that is having a child blending our family at the same time. Absolutely. And knowing like, oh, wait, I assumed that you grew up the same way I grew up. Or not, maybe not assume that, but I assumed that even if you didn't grow up the same way, you think the same things. Yeah, and we did not. We did not. Our families are really different. 
They're very different. Very but different. good things from both families to draw out of and things from both of us who are like, I don't know that I want to take that into my family, but but it addressed. Because I'm the guy, you're, okay, you're the person, because you talked about this earlier, you're the person that thinks about your family and goes, these are the things that I want. Yes. Yeah, from, yeah. from my family. Yes. To go into our family. To a detriment. I am the person that goes, these are the things that I don't want from my family. Mm-hmm. Right? As opposed to these are the things the that I want from my family. Yeah, yeah. there's, you, you know, the whole gap gain. So that was a thing. <clears throat> I'm yes. a lot more gain now mm-hmm. than I am, than I am gap. Mm-hmm. That I used to be all gap. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But that's a. Yeah. Well, I would get into a lot a of. Working. I would get very frustrated because I would see our family not becoming a semblance of my family from growing up, and I would get scared and I would get worried and I'd be like, I have to protect this. Because that's a lot of when I was a single parent, I was protecting. I was protecting how Brody was going to grow up. I was protecting what our family looked like. I was. I was trying to protect this model of like, okay, he he may not get this experience, but he's going to love God. He's going to know that I love him. He's going to know that I'm truthful and honest with him. And so that would make me lash out and we would have fights because I was very, very afraid of our family becoming something that I that I was like, oh, that's that's not the road that I was hoping our family would go down. Yeah. When do you feel like what moments did you feel like that came to a head the most? Because I never, it never felt like to me that it was a protection. Mm -hmm. Because you say I'm trying to protect. Mm -hmm. It never felt like me. It was it was a protection, which you obviously know what I felt like it was. But what correction? (laughs) (laughs) What did you feel like it was? I, it, it didn't feel like, oh, I'm trying to protect something. It felt like your way was the only way. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's right, but I, I understand. How yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And I remember, I remember saying something in the middle of a fight, heated argument, conversation. Uh, intense fellowship. Intense as fellowship. As my dad would say. Yeah, look up some I'm cinnamons for fights I'm real quick and kid, see. So intense fellowship was what we used for fighting. We had some pretty significant intense fellowship moments. Uh-huh, yes. But I remember saying something to you, mm-hmm. and we talked about this earlier, that I think I don't know if it, it 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 felt like it did something to you. Yeah. Yeah, I yes, I I know what you're talking about. I when you say you didn't know that it was protection, it's probably because I didn't communicate to you all the things that I wanted my family to look yeah. like. Yeah. My family. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of it being our family. our family. Yeah. And so I had this idea in my head and it was like, oh, anything that came against that, I was like, uh, I just know that isn't going to lead to this end goal. And so, no, we can't talk like that. We can't say those things to the kids. And so I became very harsh and stern, I think, even against you. And we were in our house, um, first house we ever bought. 
and I remember being in our our closet in our bathroom, and you were standing there in the doorway. I was just so frustrated. I remember my mind was just filled with fear. It really mm-hmm. was of mm-hmm. like this picture of the family I thought I was going to have is like is dissolving away, withering. It's withering, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm very sad and I'm mad. And and you looked at me and you said, "You have no grace for me," and you walked out. And I just remember sitting there thinking it like just hit me so hard. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm not trying to be all these things. But in my effort to protect, I've given you no grace. I've given you no room to be a parent on your own. I had the ability because of circumstances to parent without someone looking over my shoulders. I got to mess up in private. I got to say the wrong things to Brody without anybody listening. I got to do it wrong and no one correct me but the conviction of the Holy Spirit and not to feel the judgment necessarily from another person. And there's something about marriage when you're parenting together that there is this, man, it's a it's an insecure place. Mm-hmm. It's a vulnerable place because you know that you did it wrong, but this other person sees that you did it wrong too, and especially if they have something to say about it. And I realized, oh my gosh, you are having to learn to parent on the first go at it yeah. with me who's been in his life for years judging every little thing that you said, correcting every little thing of like, nope, don't say it like this. Don't do it like this. And I don't... I don't, I, I'm also not the person, I don't feel like I was saying it that directly, but I would give you a look or a face. I still do it sometimes. And I have to check myself or you're like, you, you, you give me this look that I just can't take. Um, but I realized I was like, why, why did you do that? Or, man, and I would just, but then I would sit in it myself. And without talking about it, yeah. I built up this big scenario in my brain of, well, this is where we're going to be at five years down the road. And I'm already defeating myself mm-hmm. because of something I don't even have the grace to give you in the moment. Yeah, so you were kind of, would you, Pastor talks about that pre-deciding, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Pre-deciding where it was actually going. Yeah. I, re- I remember that moment because it felt like I actually said what I was really yeah. meaning to say. Yes. And it wasn't a lash out or like a mm-hmm. uh, cross the line. It was, no, this is coming from the depths of my soul and I'm feeling it. And, and I'm, mm-hmm. in, I'm, in, I'm insecure. I do not know how to do this. Yeah. I, I already think you're great at this, but there's some things that I feel like we could do together better. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate failing, you know, mm-hmm. and like yeah. I've failed a hundred times and I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the end of myself type right. deal. I think we had felt that. Like yeah. We had come to the end of ourselves. Yeah. And Yeah, because we had had all the fights and said all the things. Oh, if you gosh. could do this so perfect without me, why didn't you just keep doing it without me? Like all the all the things. Like we would escalate our fights yeah. too, and we yeah. had to learn how to not do that. We had to learn how to not do that for sure. But that one, it was very different because I, it was like it hit me in my spirit and in my soul. And it wasn't what I said. I think it was, you mm-hmm. know, by the grace of God, seriously, like, because I, I don't want people to hear, like, see, yeah, I've said the same thing. Or, right, right, right. 
no, that was definitely a God moment of like, yeah, um, helping us understand exactly where where mm-hmm. I was, like mm-hmm. being vulnerable and opening up and going, yeah, hey, like I don't know how to do this. That's right. not easy for me to do. Right, right. But I think the protecting thing is crazy because I don't know. Maybe if I would have known that. Mm-hmm. There would have been a convo. I don't. I don't know if there would have been. Mm-hmm. But I remember. But I was still trying to protect a version that I wanted. I wasn't. A, I wasn't like yeah. us having the convo of like, is that what we both want? Well, these are parts that I really don't want to move on. Of what I want, how can we bring this together? But also, I had to. I got to have some really great conversations with my parents too. Because my parents didn't hide their fighting from us, but but my parents are wonderful people. But we have my yeah. siblings are anywhere from in their forties to mid twenties, so there's a great span of of time between the children. But you have like a l- like a list of conversations that you've had with your parents, yeah, yeah, like big oh. moments, right? Yeah. Would you you talk about your dad a lot? Mm-hmm. Would you, would you say the same thing? Like you could talk about twenty different moments. I could name a, a good amount. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I've never written them down. I don't know if yeah, you write yeah, them yeah. down. No, no, yeah, no, but no, yeah, no. I can recall some like pivotal conversations for sure. <sighs> I, I, and I can too. But I feel like it was few, few and far between. Was not so bad. Yeah. But I can, I can come. I can remember two or three, four that were just like I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have story after story or combo after combo. I'm like, again, this goes back to that. I feel like you've lived so many lives. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, good gosh, I don't think I, I have that many rem- combos I with my just, parents. I also just remember a lot too, so that's it. But but my yeah. parents, I've as I've grown up, I realized there's a version of my life that I remember, and that's the memories as a child. That's different than if I was an adult looking in on the situation or the life and what I would know. And so they brought me in and I'm like, oh man, we were fighting like crazy in this season of our life. And I was like, wait, what? I'm like, I knew there were some, but like we were just playing in the back room, you know? And and I was like, oh, I just, I didn't know that we were ever going to get through it. I didn't know if I would ever like him again. Like my mom telling me these things, I was like, Oh my gosh, you felt that about dad? Dad's amazing. How would you? And she's like, Well, yeah, I mean, we've grown, but this is what we went through. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm comparing my like first few years of marriage to what I saw 20 years later. Okay, so how do you feel this could be a good thing? I think. How do you, and you might have some things to say about this, JT, because of uh, what you saw your parents do, but. What do you think about that when it comes to having children mm-hmm. and fighting in front of them or hiding everything that's going on? Like what? Yeah. I mean, again, there's an escalation that I don't think that children should, should see or be a part of. Mm-hmm. So there's certain times in our fights where it's like, oh, man, we either need to control it or like, hey, this needs we need to step outside for a yeah. second because we're just going to keep fighting and we've got to get through this. We're not saying what we really want to say right now in front of them. Yeah. But always, always, always that there is the reconciliation in front of them. 
Now, did I always, do I remember always seeing that? I don't know. But it gave me the semblance that my parents were together at the end of it. Yeah. My parents were on the same side at the end of it. It may have been the next morning, but I saw them have a love for each other again. And a and a I'm sorry from my dad and I'm I'm sorry from my mom. There was closure. There was closure to it. From a moment. I didn't ever have to wonder like is my are my mom and dad? No. Okay, so it was a little different for me. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's it, there wasn't closure. I get. I mean, I get. I get. I did not grow up in a normal home either. I would be like, I don't know. Is it better? Oh, we're going to the movies together. I guess it's better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What What was it like for you? Yeah. Well, I think I think there's nothing more scary maybe as a child than you're you're wondering like where what's are they happen? at? Yeah, yeah. What's gonna happen? So obviously I've seen my parents do it right, I've seen them do yeah. it wrong. But I think that moment where they would like publicly Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're resolve, okay. Kids. We're good. <gasps> give give you like the um mm-hmm. the reassurance Assurance. that yep. like we're good. We just had to discuss something. Yeah. We're moving past it, we're all good. I think mm-hmm. that was really important as a kid, even now, like mm-hmm. to know that everything's fine. We yeah. just had to talk through something. Yeah. yeah, I said stuff I didn't mean. If it was, you know, in front yes, of you, yes. I'm sorry for that. Correct, like, correct. Kind of modeling that yep. humanity in it all, and that's exactly. huge to say it because yeah. a lot of times we can think, by oh, but my actions will just show it. We'll just like I'll sit down at dinner and we'll just now be good, but then the kids don't ever experience. How did you get good? Right. Exactly. Like, just did you just you just decided not to talk about it anymore? Yeah. No. It's kind of like what you said before, like you're leaving it up to them to decide. Yep. When in reality, you could just plainly state it. Yeah. And, and, and see, right. it's like, it, it's obviously there's a lot of benefits to that, right? There's things where I like look and go, man, what I wanted it different, that feels like that would be awesome. Because the closure thing, I wouldn't have been able to like articulate that at mm-hmm. that age. What, whatever, being a kid, raising, hey, you, don't you know, know growing up, means. you don't know. Yeah. But there was a part of how I was raised, like those kind of moments, mm-hmm. where it did it did something else for me that I feel like, you know, some things I've had to heal from. But then other mm-hmm. things were like I've been able to like be strong in moments. I've been able to like go through an awkward situation completely fine. Like it doesn't affect me because I think I did that for maybe for so long. Whereas like it's been beneficial. So I don't want, I think some people can listen to some of this and go, yeah, see, it's my parents' fault. That's not what we're trying to, I'm not trying to say that. Because. If only my parents would have given me this, it's like. No, 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 yeah. Ideally, yes. Ideally, one thousand percent. None of us are flawed human beings, and and that's where I just go like, well, I wouldn't be the man that I am today without the way my mm-hmm. parents raised me. Mm-hmm. You know, good, bad, right, wrong, indifferent. There's things that I learned that maybe some other people weren't able to learn that yeah. that way and didn't get that benefit. Right. And I think you have to look for those right. benefits mm-hmm. within how you were raised. Yeah. And that is where... Well, the scripture says God works all things together for your good. Exactly. It's like, okay, so what does that actually mean? Yeah. In this situation where maybe I wouldn't have chosen a certain outcome or a certain experience that I experienced, 
that's going to develop something in me. Now, whether or not I, it goes this way or this way, like God can work it all together for your good. I'm held accountable for that. Right. Not my parents. Right. So you can take something that kind of instilled a grit or a fortitude in you to like, hey, get through something or hey, things are going to be hard. And you can either use that to um, overpower. Yeah. Or you can use that to sustain. I like sustain. (laughs) That gets us into, we were in Miami this mm-hmm. at the beginning of the week, we can kind of probably end with this, but um, Denny Duran preached Who Let the Dogs Out? And he mm-hmm. talked about Caleb, and Caleb's a dog. And mm-hmm. <sighs> ideally, leaders have dogs in them, just like oh, you know that phrase where it's like, yeah. uh, uh, they got a dog in them, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, the Bible says. It's like a fire shut up in my bones. Yeah. Like I can't not let it out. But he talked about what are some things you should stop? What are some things you should start? What yeah. are some things you should sustain? Yeah. I think those are three great questions for parents to ask. What are some things we should stop doing? Yeah. What are some things we should start doing? Mm-hmm. And And just be like, nope, this is the way we do it now. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, okay, I'm... Yeah. We're trying to get there. No, this, this, is, this is what we do, right? And then what are some things that we should continue to yeah. um, sustain? Yeah. Uh, what, what would you say are, are some things that like, if maybe there's some people watching who have similar mm-hmm. experiences that we do or they're just catching on a little bit of it yeah. or whatever. What are some things that you're like, man, you've, like this would be helpful. Like do this, <laughs> You know, if you do anything, these are some things that you should do. I don't That's a very definitive statement. I feel like I'm trying to think. I mean, we've said it like, talk to your kids. Okay. Is that what you mean? Like, go to counseling. Go to counseling. Uh, I think everyone should go to counseling. (laughs) You should probably get into an environment and space that is safe. Where you can have conversations. Exactly. Or start a podcast. It's on <laughs> air therapy. It helps. <laughs> JT's our counselor. I'm just the guy in the chair, man. Yeah. <laughs> but to be able to talk, like maybe you need to go by yourself because you're like, I'm too insecure to go with my spouse right yeah. now. We, I need to go by myself. Or it's not insecurity. I just I just need to go I'm on not my gonna, own. And, yeah, I'm not gonna be open enough. Yep. Right. Yeah, I'd say counseling for sure. Counseling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, hey, like, yeah. if if you don't have the big issue with it, mm-hmm. or even if you kind of do, maybe challenge yourself a little bit. Like, counseling's massive. It just helps you understand you more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. Continue to s- start talking with your kids. Yeah. Um, that's a big deal. Yeah. Stop. Take those holding moments. things in and not sharing it with your spouse, like frustrations, all of that. You might need to filter and decipher what needs to be said. Yeah. But don't, like, stop letting something build up so much in your mind that you create an outcome that actually isn't the reality. Okay, I did this last, I did this yesterday. Yeah. Monday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. It's ironic that all this is lining up, but... I did this yesterday. You, 
during E Group, we had some <laughs> things happen, some altercations. That, I didn't even know. No one, I didn't know. Yeah, no, didn't. she didn't know, but no one else knew. Dustin's like, wait, what? <laughs> um, he's in our E Group. <laughs> and I usually, I'd be like, hey, afterwards, what the heck? Why you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And I know for me, I am trying to grow from that. So I took the night. I didn't. I didn't hold anything against you. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know. I didn't know. But it wasn't like I was hiding. It was mm-hmm. more of like I'm processing this. And then the next night, I said, "Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? You made this face, mm-hmm. and it gets on my nerves." Mm-hmm. I literally, that's what I said. I said, "You made this face, and it makes me feel." I said, "You it gets can't on my nerves do it, it anymore." <laughs> I was like, "Well, it it makes me feel so." Insecure, and I'm just using that word because it's like I feel less than, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I know we're in a state where we're like trying to be honest with each other, and I'm going, look, it's hard for me to open up, so I'm trying to do it right now, you know, and I, but you give me that face, and like I explain the face, what she does with her eyes, what she does with her head, and like. All of it, so she knows exactly the face, because she's like, well, what face? I'm like, (laughs) if you don't know what face, I don't need to explain it to you. You know, that's what I would usually have said. I didn't even know I made a face. But then I did the face, and then you knew. You're like, oh, yeah, I I, I didn't mean that. You know what, right? And I was like, I know you didn't, Mm -hmm. because I understand your heart more, but this is what it does to me. And I don't know why it does it to me. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. But I want you to know it got underneath my skin. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it wasn't like she needed to do anything. I think I did say, don't ever do that face anymore. But that was more of the joking. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I can't ask you necessarily to do that. Mm-hmm. However, you know, like, okay, I'm processing that. Mm-hmm. And so you're probably not going to, you're going to be aware right, right. of a little more of what yes. that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And For like, sure. okay, I'm probably not going to do that. For, for a while or whatever, right? <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. because we were like, hey, all right, cool. Now mm-hmm. let's just go on with the conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It was a five-minute right, right. conversation done. We didn't have to have this long, drawn-out, drawn hey, or, over the last few weeks, the, you keep doing these things and you keep it stuff down. The quicker, the sooner that you can have the conversations with your spouse ultimately will help you in parenting as well. Well, I, so she, she, she says that, but I go, I need a night. I need a breath. I need time. Mm-hmm. I need space. Or yeah. I can't articulate it. And you didn't like that. You still don't like that. You're like, I want to know now. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Because I will literally say things I don't want to say to you. This is true. Because yeah. I am so upset. Right, right. I'm like, uh-uh. So for my, who I am, my lack of discipline, my lack of immaturity, or my lack of maturity, I'm like, I can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. You, I have to wait until I'm calm. Mm-hmm. And then, boom. Right. So maybe it's that. As soon as you can have like a mature conversation about it. And I'm, I'm not good at it, that but that was one time. moment. I did do it well. You did. I did. It was very But good. that was like one moment, guys. <laughs> so. <laughs> you saying. do a lot of great things. But. Ultimately, okay. if you grow in your marriage, parenting will only um, benefit from it for sure. Yeah. 